So first of all, let me just take a moment to just say how amazing it is that all of you have taken this time out of your uh, lives, very busy and very complicated lives to come here to this retreat, to take the time to attend this retreat, deepening into the heart of love and freedom. And um, I think what I'd like to do is just uh, invite each of the teachers to say a little bit about um, what their thoughts are on teaching the retreat um, and what it's like for them to be here now at this time doing that. Just a couple moments of introduction. And um, I can start with that. by saying that one of the things I've been reflecting on recently is that when I was first beginning to come out, the world was an entirely different place. And in the, what is it, 40 or 50 years, which may seem like a lifetime to some of you or twice a lifetime to some of you, circumstances were very different. So it's really a double blessing to be able to be here with you because of that. And to be able to, to think that we came from a time when I couldn't name a trans person, I couldn't name a bisexual person, I couldn't name a queer person, we didn't even use the word queer then, to now where we have so many people who are able to adopt so many and, and inhabit so many beautiful identities. That's, that's really what being here means to me. And I'll just turn it over to, um, I guess I'll say, yeah, yeah, I guess I'll just turn it over to who, whoever would like to speak next, maybe Rod. Hi everyone, it's so wonderful to be here with you all. Um, I am Rod, um, I go by Lama Rod as well. I use he, him pronouns um, and I am living and teaching on the ancestral land of the Wampanoag, Massachusetts and the Nipmuc people. Um, on the land they call Shamit, but on the land that we commonly know as Boston. Um, um, and so I am really, you know, happy to be back um, with this teaching team. And some of you were probably with us two years ago when we were last together. So welcome back. Um, and um, I'm really happy that we're still able to gather, even if it's virtually um, in this space. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I'm just really actually very um, grateful to be alive right now in this time, um, in this place, because I think that we are experiencing a tremendous shift in our culture and in, in the world, you know, and I am, um, I'm grateful because I get to be in this time and space to offer um, my practice to to so many people around me you know in the form of teaching and you know and writing books and so forth you know so um i'm just really relying and thinking about as we're entering into the last day um, of the day of the dead or today is actually in, in many parts of the country celebrating the last day of the dead. I've been doing ceremonies for a couple of days now. 
but it's just been um, a really powerful period of remembering my ancestors, you know, um, not just my indigenous and um, African and black ancestors, but also my queer ancestors as well. And remembering their strength, their courage um, and the ways in which they have survived and actually learned how to thrive for centuries within um, systems of, of violence. And um, whenever I feel overwhelmed and feel as if, you know, I can't possibly make it, I just turn my mind back um, to the incredible lineage and ancestry of struggle and organizing and activism and joy uh, that I emerged from. And um, I feel held and supported and tended to. So, um, so, so that's me and I hope to offer some of, some of this joy, this resiliency, this deep reliance on our ancestors um, for us in our time together this week. Thank you. Um, Arena, are you here? Hi, greetings. There you it are. feels such an honor to be part of our community, our temporary community, and in some ways not temporary because um, by the end of this retreat, we'll be connected and, uh, and stay connected, hopefully. It feels an honor to be holding this space and time with our deepest intentions to stay connected and present to our bodies, to ourselves, and to the spirit and invitation to ground and anchor and hold the space, not only for ourselves on this retreat, but really for everyone. And for these days unfolding around the election, the different feelings that are living inside of us around the election, what the uh, actions and what's going to happen after that, to have this deep commitment not to react, not to go into fear or anxiety or kind of a proliferation of thinking, but to stay embodied and connected. And I know that has been an invitation for our lives given the targeting or oppression or the violence or the lack of respect that we each here have experienced, that has been the invitation to know that the calling is to remain embodied and caring, to feel connected to our hearts, to feel set settled enough to be able to discern with clarity Right, rather than a habitual response. What is the way of healing? What is the way of healing for myself in this moment? And what is the way of healing for our communities here in our households, in our larger communities? And that capacity rests on this kind of practice. There are many different types of practices, and this is one of them that supports that capacity and that expression. And for me, that's 
what it means to become a leader is to be guided by those energies. And so I was just saying to the teachers in the teachers meeting that it, that we had a, a different time originally for this retreat to be scheduled. And then they asked us to switch to this time. And when I, it, I realized, Oh, that's when the election is. Oh my God. I can't believe they moved us to the, the day of the election. And now I feel so happy that that's true because what an amazing time to come together to answer the calling of our hearts and our communities and liberation to cultivate these qualities that give us the strength to navigate. That's one word, navigate. Like if you're a sailor, I imagine that's a good word. But to discern, to discern the parts of our lives in in um, community together. In this way, I feel so honored to be part of this movement towards uh, um, discernment and the ending of suffering and all the structural, cultural, and interpersonal expressions of that by doing the work that we're doing and the embodying, living in our bodies in ways that uh, those energies are expressed so that we might know ourselves as beautiful beings. Thank you. Thank you, Rina and Noliwe. Hi, everyone. Um, this is Noli. How are you? <laughs> My pronouns are she, her, hers. Uh, I live in unceded Ohlone territory here in East Oakland, California. And it's, a, God, it's such a pleasure to be here. It was great when everybody was coming on and I got to see all your faces and some I know and some I don't know, but really what a blessing that you have come. You have decided to, I saw something posted on, on Facebook. It, it said something like the first step is just to show up. And clearly, we have all shown up here in this moment, in this space. You know, what called me to this particular retreat is that we had this, this group of teachers that we, we actually taught together a couple years ago. And I found that there was this symbiotic um, way in which we were able to work together to respect each other and to teach the Dharma. And when Arena asked us again, I was, it was like, yes, of course, I will be here. Um, and unlike, you know, I have been going through a lot of trepidation about today and teaching today and all of that, uh, teaching in this moment and just listening to my fellow teachers, I'm really feeling this sense that maybe this is the gift that I'm not really seeing. The gift is first being here with all of you. The gift is being able to create a container that brings about safe enough, um, environment for us to be held and, and actually communicate and deepen our practice, which is something that many people out right now in the world, whether they're voting or have voted or looking at their screens, may not have that opportunity. So we are really gifted right now with that. Um, 
So my calling, it's interesting. I was listening to Reverend Barber the other night, the other day, beautiful, beautiful sermon Sunday morning. And he said that the word vote and voice in Hebrew are one of the same thing. And it really is a calling. It's calling in. And that's what we're doing here. We're calling in a presence unlike any other in this moment. So I'm glad to be part and, and be part of this call. It's called to action, it's called to deepening, it's called to the spacious awareness of who we are and being able to ground ourselves in practice. So we have a week together and I'm so thrilled to be here with you um, and also to be held by you in all the ways that, that you know, even my heart is, is pumping and palpitating and all of that. So I know that as I am as we are creating a very sweet container, you are all part of that. So we are all healers in that way. So it's, it's such a pleasure to be here with you. And I look forward to this week. Thank you. Thank you, Noli Wei. Um, how beautiful to hear from our, our teachers. Um, uh, Noliwe and and Lama Rod got us started with their discussions of the land that they're on, and I thought that's a ni very nice way to start our retreat together. Very important way to start our retreat together, which is to pay attention to the land that we are on. And so, just take a moment to notice where you are, and uh, what what. Katie. And could yes. we include Melvin in the introduction? Oh, I'm sorry. Of course, of course. I'm so sorry. No worries, Katie. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm discombobulated today. It's okay. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a good moment to pause and just to to feel um, the land and Katie will guide us through. And so I am on the land of um, Lisjan, so L-I-S-J-N, um, Ohlone, H-O-L-O-N-E, so also known as the East Bay. And so I'm happy to be with each of you and to see so many familiar faces, to see East Bay Meditation Center representing here. And, um, and as Arena said, how we're all representing a movement, uh, a movement for a more um, brave and, and loving and, and healed world. Uh, so I'll be leading us through movement twice a day, live. And, um, and my intention for that um, is to um, tenderly provide the uh, space for our bodies natural inclination toward healing. And so it's an honor that I'm able to be here and, and offering that movement. Um, and my training is in yoga. And I've also developed through, through my training as a yoga teacher, a way to meet our bodies
So, yeah, I'm just really, really, really happy to be back with you. And I'll just um, mention some attachment to wanting to be, um, you know, in the in the physical, um, more physical realm. But I'm also, as as Lama Rod was saying, just really grateful that that I'm that we're here together. So deep bow practice. Just picking up on that, uh, Melvin mentioned this earlier to us today in a meeting. Um, he and I do have, don't know each other very well, but we just fortuitously got a chance to meet in at Spirit Rock in last January. And I hope you all get the chance to uh, work and meet uh, Melvin in person. He is uh, he just embodies the heart of the Dharma. So uh, I look forward to your your um, movement teaching. So thank you for that. And uh, so, yeah, so to continue with this concept of, or this practice of deepening into the heart of love and freedom, one of the ways to do that is to settle into our bodies and, and as we're doing that, connect to the land. So as I was saying, you know, perhaps you can acknowledge or look around and even touch the land, touching the earth was an important part of the Buddha's awakening. And being in touch with our environment and our surroundings is very important. I know a lot of times our practice is an inner practice, but here we're in community. And so perhaps we can, uh, you can take a moment to, to notice where you are. If you know the original um, caretakers of the land that you inhabit, um, feel free to acknowledge that now as I, as I speak. Um, but one of the things we do at the beginning of retreats is to have a land acknowledgement to recognize that indigenous people were the original human stewards of the land and that there's an enduring relationship that exists in indigenous culture and peoples and territories. And we would um, really profoundly want to acknowledge that because that is part of the history of the land that we are on. And we can respect this practice and tradition ourselves by committing ourselves to being good caretakers of the land and the people living on the land and the creatures living on the land. And so um, if you know your land, uh, the original sort of designation of the land, you can name it now. For me, it's uh, Pagusset land. And the local faction of the Pagusset that is particular to this area is Golden Hill Pagusset. And I just love that um, beautiful name. And this is a community that's still active, very, uh, you know, so it's not, um, it is definitely a community that can be supported and acknowledged. And um, that may be also true in the area that you are living in. So we invite you to join us in acknowledging the local community, elders past and present and future generations um, recognizing that all the land was founded on our, our land, the, not our land, uh, U.S. land was founded upon exclusions and erasures of indigenous peoples. And we'd like to really put an end to that and instead recognize the sacred lands that we are using now for our own spiritual practices and development. And our acknowledgement demonstrates our commitment to beginning the process of working together to dismantle 
the ongoing legacy of settler colonialism. And although that may seem very heavy, it's also a beautiful and an enlivening practice to engage in. <sighs> yeah. So um, we thought um, it, we could give you a little bit of time, perhaps, uh, or is now the right time to do the, the unmuting and the saying hello as we're in that before we move into the uh, precepts? And, yes, okay, so let's do that. So if you'd like, and you're able, if you turn your camera on and you unmute yourself, and I'm gonna make a, the picture of everybody really big here on my screen. We can, you can uh, scroll through and look at everybody here who's on the page and you're unmuted. We'll all be talking at the same time and saying hello, but that's beautiful. We're just a noisy, loud community yeah, for two minutes. Hi, hi. Hey, hi. Hi. Uh, hi. I don't think people are unmuted though. Oh, unmute. You need to unmute. <laughs> so unmute yourself. There might be so a setting. Say hi to everyone. Okay, maybe we've, maybe we've controlled no, your we voices. Can start, we can start again. What? There you go. There we go. Uh, here we are. All right. Hey. That's our community. Hey. 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 Ooh, my good reads friend. <laughs> Eric. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Erica. Hi, Marge. Hi. Lovely. Hi, Marge. Dana, hello. Hello, friends, old and new. Yes. Yes, I'm so absolutely. excited to be here. It wasn't, it wasn't clear where to say the land we're on in the in the chat or in our names, would you suggest? Oh, yes. If you know the land, please add it to your name and or put it in the <sighs> chat. Yes. If you know how to do that, if not, don't worry about it. Um, it can be carried on in different ways. You don't need to... Distract yourself by figuring Don't allow us to line. chat to everyone. Yeah, there's no chat for everyone. Oh, okay. You can only right, chat right. to the presenters. Okay. Uh, okay. So on your name. So rename. Yeah, rename if you'd rename like to honor the land. Like honor the land. Right. Okay. All right. So as you're changing your names um, to reflect where you are, um, and muting yourself again. That's a mindfulness practice in itself. Um, I'll turn this over to um, uh, Refuges first. I'm on mute, or, yes. <laughs> or precepts. <laughs> Rod, what we do, I'll do Refuges, okay. Yeah, we'll start there. So, family, again, hello, welcome. You know, these three jewels that we talk about, the three refuges. You know, as we come together in community, even if we gather by ourselves on our own cushion, we come together with a real strong intention to practice. 
And as we take these vows, these three refuges, and I'll talk about them in a moment, we're actually taking three very unique expressions of an awakened mind. These vows are sacred, but they're also very individual. They're as individual as any devotional pronouncement in any religion or anything that you're doing that you're actually wanting to hold dear. For the ordained monastic and even for lay practitioners, it kind of defines these refuges define their alignment to the Buddhist principles. And so the, the beginning of the refuges, there are three again. The first is taking refuge in the Buddha, the teacher, wisdom. The second is taking refuges in the Dharma, the teachings, some say the truth. And the third jewel or refuge is taking refuge in the Sangha, the community, who we are here, how we breathe together and live together. At East Bay Meditation Center, where I oftentimes teach, they have put the Sangha first because they have actually thought that from that Sangha, we then build outward. And as Thich Nhat Hanh has so often said, the next Buddha will be in the form of the Sangha. So here we are family in this state of being in the Sangha. So what I'm gonna do is if you know, I'm gonna actually repeat the three refuges taking these vows in Pali. If you know them, you're muted, you can go ahead and do that as well. And I begin first by acknowledging the Buddha as the teacher. So again, I'm not, I haven't taken, um, any chorus courses, so bear with me. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhisa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhisa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Buddham saranam gachami. Dharman saranam gachami. Sagam saranam gachami. Duryampi. Buddham Sananam Gachami Dudiyampi Dharman Sananam Gachami Dudiyampi Sangam Sananam Gachami Tatiyampi Buddham Sananam Gachami Tatiyampi Dharman Saranam Gachami Tatiyampi Sangam Saranam Gachami Blessings, family. And then Lama Rod will invite you to do the um, 
refuges. No, the precepts, sorry. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Noloway, for that beautiful refuge prayer. Um, I will um, would love to offer you um, our um, five precepts. Um, the precepts that we'll be looking at today come from the Manzanito community, which is um, a community um, in, I think, in Southern California. Um, and they have really developed this really beautiful, inclusive, justice-based harm reduction um, expression of the five precepts. In the five precepts really are um, ways in which we can really bring awareness and attention to how we're showing up in the world, how we're showing up in our relationships, you know, um, and how we can actually show up together in this virtual community, even though we're not together. You know, physically, um, we are together emotionally, um, psychically, energetically. Um, and so um, our practice and the ways in which we're showing, we'll be showing up in groups later on and then large group sharings together, you know, the ways in which we're showing up in those ways will definitely have an impact, you know, within the group. And so the precepts really help us to, you know, create a framework that um, grounds, you know, what it means to embody, um, ethical conduct, you know, for me, ethical means the reduction of violence, you know, and the cultivation of goodness and virtue. Um, and goodness is something that I choose to work on moment by moment. Um, you know, I am personally not a good person, um, but I'm someone who's making a choice to practice goodness as much as I can in the moment. Um, and the precepts are, are, are really important to help me um, in determining, you know, what it means to be good, to choose um, a reduction of violence instead of, of an escalation of violence for myself and for others around me. Um, and to, to follow these, you know, as in any way that's appropriate, given our situations, you know, some of us are, you know, isolated, you know, or maybe living alone, or maybe I'm isolating in just this moment for the retreat. You know, some of us are still living with people, you know, uh, with families and housemates and roommates and lovers and so forth. You know, um, so I really encourage you just to figure out a way that's appropriate to, to really incorporate the precepts into how you're having to move through this retreat time together um, and to, to be really sensitive to your needs, you know, in your living situation right now. Um, we will post these, these precepts, the Manzanita precepts, and on the resource page. So you'll be able to go there later and get a copy of this um, if you choose to have it. And you can you know, also go online later and check out the Manzanito community as well. So let me turn our attention to um, precepts. Um, 
I do not, I, I don't think I can post them into the chat right now. Um, but maybe I will try and see. Yeah, there they are. Are the yeah? There we go! Yay! Yay! Magic or just um, Carlito? <laughs> Isn't it weird that like no one knew what Zoom was until like March? <laughs> Not me. I loved Zoom well before this year. So it's just like someone finding out a secret that you've been harboring. And now everyone's in on it. <laughs> so just turn your attention right into the chat box and we're gonna recite these together, okay? So just, you know, we're not going to unmute, but just, you know, reciting it just in your space, mute it. Um, and turning our attention to the first precept, okay? And as we just take this, just really reflecting, we're gonna have just a little bit of space in between each precept, just to give um, some space and time for reflection. And then we'll move on to the next one, okay? So we begin with the first precept. <clears throat> Aware of the violence in the world and of the power of nonviolent resistance, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth and future generations, and vow to cultivate the compassion that seeks to protect each living being. And now we'll turn to the second precepts. Aware of the poverty and greed in the world and of the intrinsic abundance of the earth, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth and future generations and vow to cultivate the simplicity, gratitude and generosity that have no limit. Let me turn our attention to the third precept. Aware of the abuse and lovelessness in the world and of the healing that is made possible when we open to love 
I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations, and vow to cultivate respect for the beauty and erotic power of our bodies. And then we turn our minds to the fourth precept. Aware of the falsehood and deception in the world and of the power of living and speaking the truth, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth and future generations and vow to cultivate the ability to listen and clarity and integrity in all I communicate by my words and actions. And last, we turn our attention to the fifth precept. Aware of the contamination and desecration of the world and of my responsibility for life as it manifests through me, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth and future generations and vow to cultivate discernment and care and what I take into my body and mind. And as we transition out of the space, I offer a final prayer and aspiration on behalf of the community that we embody these precepts in our time together in such a way that we find liberation, joy, gratitude, 
and a connectivity to these profound precepts. Thank you for your practice. Thank you. Um, thank you. And I wanted to uh, say a few words, or the first being that we adjusted the schedule today so that the group inquiry is from 12 to 12.30. Oh, it says it now? Oh, good. Great. Great. Just in case some of you saw it in this morning and um, uh, didn't see the change. And also, I wanted to acknowledge the context of the retreat here and um, offer on behalf of us, the whole teaching team, the support for each of us to discern how we want to do the retreat. And that it might be for some of us we are going to switch off all media access and news access in the understanding that by really dropping into the retreat and the practice, we are strengthening our hearts and our bodies and our minds so that when we leave, we have the strength and equanimity to hold whatever the results of the election are. Or it might be that that doesn't meet your needs and that you would like to titrate hearing what the news, some of the news is, and then coming and bringing it back into your practice, to your sittings and your walking and the movement, and to hold it that way. We know that there, um, that each of us are called in a different way. Or it might be that for some of you, it would be more than just titration. What feels important is for each of us to really discern that last precept that Rod, Lama Rod offered us, which is how much right now do we want to take into our bodies, our minds, and our hearts? what is most supportive and healing for us. And we each will decide that, like, what do I need right now? And that there isn't a right way or a wrong way, but for me right now, what is most supportive for my heart and my well-being? How do I want to navigate this? And so I know that for myself, I'm not going to actually look at the news. I'm going to stay in retreat until the end because that would serve me best and also because I wanted to share this um, we had a ritual a few days ago at Dharmadena and uh, we brought ancestors onto the table and um, candles and herbs and we had a, a totally lovely meal that one of the members of our community cooked that was food from her ancestors and 
it really landed for me what um, we have already mentioned, which is that we are part of that arc of history, that in our communities is um, towards the realization of justice and freedom, and that that arc has started thousands of years ago. You know, with wit, with human beings early, early on through the 13th century and the struggle of witches. And there's not that much around queer people, but the struggle against the hegemony of the church as it started to take over and occupying armies and so on, that there has been a struggle for thousands of years. And for those of us who are entering our 70s or 80s, we have been in early movements of struggle in the 60s uh, around um, uh, nuclear disarmament and the Vietnam War and so on. And to call on my forebearers of living in the pogroms in Russia and then the long struggle in South Africa where I was born for freedom and our struggle in our communities for equity and respect and freedom. And it feels like we are on a long road, right? That we celebrate victories and we embody them. And that we continue when we can to turn towards whatever the work is that each of us individually and as communities find ourselves offering towards that liberation movement. And there are many ways. There are many ways. And some of us have been in jail or our family members have been in jail and others of us have created art and some of us have danced and some of us have worked for our kids and there are many ways. But it feels important for me in how I understand those decisions that it that the decisions we make doesn't need to be based on that this is the most important time because all times are important. There isn't a hierarchy of moments in which to love and to be present. And so then, given that, we find ourselves going back into retreat or rest or creativity and then coming forward again in our own rhythms, right? And so... Feel for yourself what is nurturing and sustaining because that's what creates our container is that movement of what actually will be healing for me. What will support the strengthening of my heart and mind? What do I bring to the uh, our online energetic community? And then we also wanted to acknowledge, just in case you didn't read it, that if any of you find yourselves particularly challenged, that um, you can write to one of the retreat coordinators and they will communicate with all the teachers and we can get back to you. And because we want you to know that we're here to support you. 
And sometimes it's a little hard to feel that when it's online, but that's why we're here. And to know what Nolly Way so beautifully said that, that we're supporting each other and and us as teachers are right there in that support. And, and this is just for me saying it in front of you all, but maybe for some of you all. We don't have that many practice periods of like um, being silent together. And so this is a, um, a commitment on my part that I am not going to stay up late, but to go to bed early so I can make the 7 a.m. sitting uh, without being tired and exhausted if, if I have a choice. And to make that commitment because we are co-creating something together. It isn't just like I'm here sitting for myself. I'm sitting here for you and I hope you're sitting for all of us as well. And then what that invitation is in terms of what we bring to our room. Like, I guess I'm saying we're important. Each one of us is important. Thank you. So let's just take 10 minutes to sit together or just roughly and then we'll have a break and then um, Melvin will lead us in movement and then we'll move into the Q&A, roughly speaking, that is. So, um, uh, right. So, oh, oh, I see... Yeah, right. So, um, yes, yeah, so let's take, let's just sit together and, um, cause some of you might not have had any, uh, um, time for, uh, not sit. That, ah, uh, that is such a habitual way. Let's come into presence with ourselves in silence. And it's totally fine to lie down. That's why I corrected myself or stand or semi-recline, whatever posture feels comfortable. Hmm. Acknowledging what's living in your body, how it's communicating to you. And that turning to receive that communication, that sense of, honey, I'm here. I'm here bearing witness to you. 
or companioning you. As we acknowledge that, perhaps inviting a relaxation, letting the earth and everything we've woven together as a community to hold us, that safe and in this moment, with the intentions of care, our different expressions. That diversity holding us, the earth holding us, relaxing. See what feels predominant in this moment if it's the hands, the vibration there, or warmth, the coolness. Maybe noticing the armpits and that soft skin touching cloth or other skin. That warmth there in the armpits. Beginning to tune in and care for this body, heart, breath. See how the breath is breathing through the body right now. And maybe for those of us who are beginners or feel like beginners in this moment, receiving that expansion, that movement of the ribcage, just how it opens. And then how it releases or lets go or collapses as the air moves out. It might be we can feel that movement in the shoulders as well or abdomen. That rhythm of opening and relaxing. Or it might be that we feel the breath most clearly as it moves past the upper lip and points in the nostrils and into the nostrils. A cool stream of air. And how it returns a little warmer. 
when the mind wanders into thinking no problem, we can appreciate remembering where we are and the return into companioning this body, this breath, this life. Seeing if it's possible to follow the whole breath from the beginning, middle, and end. Or if that feels difficult, just opening to the different body sensations from the different body parts or sounds. Wherever it feels most supportive to stay connected to the light that's living through us. Returning to the here-ness of here and here.
Thank you, everyone. So now we have a, a break, and then at 11, Melvin will lead us in some yoga, and then um, there'll be a, a sitting after that, and then a group inquiry, which will give you an opportunity if you have any questions about anything we've said or anything else uh, uh, that is calling you to uh, give voice to. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.